before we get started, um, this is the final episode of It's That Episode uh, as part of the Split Cider Podcast Network. The Split Cider Podcast Network is is calling it quits. It's done. I don't know if this is an exclusive or a scoop, but that's just the truth of the matter. But hold on a minute. Next week, the 100th episode of It's That Episode, I'm going to have an announcement that might trump that news so don't think that this is the end of it's that episode oh it's just getting warmed up so check in next week for some big 100th episode news some changes some things of interest to the fans um but for now this episode of it's that episode is sponsored by audible.com the leading provider of audio for your iphone your ipad your i your android your everything uh for audiobooks and things of that nature we're watching uh, look around you which was co-created by Peter Serafinowicz, who voices Danny the Champion of the World, which you can get for free, the Raw Doll book on me. If you go to audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan, uh, you get a free book, a free 30-day trial. You can get this Raw Doll book, Danny the Champion of the World, which I have read and loved. And you can get one of 150,000 books that are available. So why don't you just do that? I know you're interested in what's going to happen next week. Just Just stay tuned, guys. Uh, For now, um, why don't we uh, get to the show? It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over my apartment. We watch any TV show that they choose. We watch it. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. Another week where I'm not at my apartment, I'm house slash dog sitting. We're at another person's apartment, but I'm glad to welcome into that apartment uh, Neil Campbell, who you might know as the head writer of Comedy Bang Bang. He's also UCB stalwart, which is, um, I think that word fits that sentence. Yeah, that was the pre-approved. Right. I, I ran that by you. I didn't just go for it right no and i yeah i pondered on it and i said that's yeah that's the word that's I've how you should describe me definitely a sat word that i only half remember i know when it sounds right but i don't really know what it means yeah um i would a mainstay I yeah say. okay good because yeah. it also it's i was the reason i was slightly worried is because it sounds because it has wart in it it sounds a little negative but it's all positive hey yeah i'll take it yeah, yeah you'll take what i throw at you <laughs> um so welcome uh, uh to the show yeah thank you uh, for having me um you for the show we watch a tv show and um sometimes a doggy I'm dog sitting, so sometimes a dog will lick you. Yeah, if you hear uh, slurping noises, that's not that's me. me. That's me reacting to the licking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, why don't you say what show you decided to watch this week uh, on It's That Episode? I brought... Oh. There's a dog about to lick the microphone. Wiley, um, Wiley, come here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't Wiley. Um, I brought Look Around You, the, the, the BBC series, of which I'm a, a, a big fan. Um... We're going to watch from the second series, as they call it, Across the Pond. Those crazy British... Uh, episode British. four, Food, of the second series. So this is a show that was on... When was this on originally? Early 2000s? Yeah, early 2000s. I, I, I'm not totally sure. I got the... My... my I, I old original agents. I first agents I ever had. Take us back in, in old Tinseltown. Uh, it was still called Hollywoodland. Yes, exactly. Point. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and Ben Affleck was around and stuff. You know, yeah, he was. That, that's a movie with Ben Affleck, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. <laughs> I don't know what his role that's is. That's a movie it. nobody saw with Ben Affleck <laughs> in it, but it's, um, but it did interest me when it came out. It sounded maybe exciting. yeah. I feel like it was around the time of Black Dolly and stuff when people were like. I think everyone's going to get really into 1940s Hollywood crime capers, and they were wrong. They were absolutely wrong. Um, uh, <clears throat> anyway, I got the DVDs, just like burnt DVDs of it. Um, I maybe are maybe maybe I had the same agent as the guys who ran it or something. I'm not sure. Uh, it'll uh, make you sound. It'll puff up your ego. You maybe they just work. had the same agency. Who knows? Um, uh, uh, and and it was so this like 2006 and. I watched them and I enjoyed them immensely. And then uh, later, when I was the artistic director at the UCB Theater, um, they did a series one DVD release uh, show at UCB. Peter Serafinowicz and Robert Popper, the two guys who created the show and and, and star in it. Uh, and so I got to meet them, which was a thrill. And uh, and and they did the show and, and released the first season on dvd and i don't think the second season slash hmm, series is <laughs> on dvd in 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 the states yet um, which is bs yeah uh so i brought one of those because i i i know that they say they prefer the first there's there's a difference in format between the two i'm just gonna switch to seasons like in let, no let, yeah let's go seasons because we're not bowing to that. yeah it's we we had a revolution for a reason yeah that we're gonna do like in um in uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards, where he just goes, can we just switch over to English right, uh, right. Uh, in the first scene? I'm going to just switch over to American English now. So the first season is a different format. The first season is they're not on camera. So why don't you explain the show for... If okay. no, oh, yeah. I've only seen a couple episodes, similarly, probably around the same time, a friend, not an agent, in New York in the roaring 1920s, though... Mm. Gatsby, all the rest. That was like basically Gatsby era style. I got a DVD and I checked out uh, and it was really great. And I haven't watched it since. And uh, so why don't you describe sort of the format of the show a little bit? Um, It's uh, basically done in the style of a late 1970s, early 1980s educational program that would be shown in like classrooms or something. Um, As with many things British, I don't totally know the specific right the exact uh, reference point. point exactly but uh that's the watching it it seems like the type of thing that you'd watch in a class yeah it's very familiar if you watch it and you ever were in a classroom and watch of it it just feels very yeah. like specific and you f- you know the feeling and the first season is entirely like uh, in that format where it's just there's they're doing experiments um, there, there's almost no on-camera talent except occasionally, like a scientist, uh, Edgar Wright, actually a lot of the time playing the scientist, uh, uh, conducting an experiment. Um, but a lot of it's also like stock footage or or footage shot to look like stock footage. Um, and they are there are even I think in in the first season sort of like um, workbook questions. It's like open your workbook now right. and answer that. So it's that one's really sticking to the format. And I know that I, I think they prefer that, and I understand that. It's it's a more pure expression of what that is. The second season is more of a news magazine format. Okay. Um, and Robert Popper and uh, Peter Serfowitz are on camera a lot more, and it's more like they're doing profiles. Um, 
of inventions, people. There's uh, every week. There's like sort of different people in studio, kind of showing off inventions or or. Um, but still sciencey. Yeah, but it still is, is with a focus on science, so, right? So I've the, which because I think the ones that I saw were seri- season. Oh God, <laughs> season one. Uh, so I don't think I've seen these ones with okay, uh, yeah. Peter Serafinowicz and uh, and uh, Rob Popper. Robert Popper. Yeah. Rob Popper, who's not the brother of John Popper. Uh, as far as I know, he's there's no relation. Or if they were, that would be very interesting. It would be cool. Because he's so American, John Popper. Yeah. Um, he's a and, traveler, though. So. Yeah, he's a traveler. So he's probably been to... We have to assume he's been to England. I would assume. And gotten pulled over for having guns? Is that what... Is that what he did? I, I don't remember. I think he, he either for having drugs or guns. I think guns is more exciting, so I'll stick to that. Uh, I'll buy it. Um, so this show, you watched it uh, in 2006. Yep. Um, so what was it like when you actually, uh, when they did the live show, what was that like? I guess they sort of... They showed uh, an episode or two from the first season, and then they showed a new short film they had made. And then they, I think, pretty much just took questions um, after that. Uh, it, it was it was right before like Comic Con one year. They were right. going down to Comic Con to 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 do a thing for it. Um, so uh, yeah, and that's where they sort of talked about. It. I think that they kind of prefer the. Uh, it's funny. I kind of prefer the second season, but I get why you would prefer the first. But no, wait, they prefer the first season. Yeah, the, the, but. Did they change it because of? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not totally sure. Maybe because well, aren't, isn't the first season per Wikipedia ten minutes every episode, and yeah, the second like, season's thirty? So yeah. maybe they figured we can't sustain that for half an hour. And I think they're and I don't know. Also, I just remember them saying they prefer it. Right. Who knows what the level of preference? I right. mean, maybe it's right. like day to day. Maybe another day. They, you know, I well, can't. Like, I can't. Fuck! Remember. We shouldn't have done that <laughs> second series. Right. Really speak to how much the. Maybe I'm sure they love both. Well, who knows? But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I guess I get if your original idea was we want this to totally just look like it's it's a this type of educational program. But if you pay attention, you understand it's insane and it's filled with jokes but if you were only half paying attention you would think it's an educational program the first season definitely accomplishes that i guess i get on the second season there's like more visual it it, it, it looks weirder and it's it, it's it's yeah the first one if you had in the background and people weren't paying attention it would just seem like it was like you really have to be because i remember watching like you'd see like feet walking across the frame and then it would just fly away but it wouldn't be spoken to really it was just sort of like yeah. done very subtly and and nicely in that format yeah. yeah and then the second there's more like they're going to on location of places and there's more bizarre or weird songs being sung in the studios and i feel like these guys i mean obviously they've reached the the shores of the united states through season one and through other things but these guys are like huge in england uh i think so i mean i I assume i feel as if they are i think like um uh they've had multiple TV series and they pop up in movies. Peter Serafinowicz, you know, he's in like uh, Shaun of the Dead and right. stuff. And um, I believe he was also the voice of Darth Maul. I think so. Yeah, I saw that. That's one of the first things on Wikipedia about him. And then I know Robert Popper created that show Friday Night Dinner. Okay, that almost. Oh, that was tried to be made as a as a, a, a they American. made a pilot of it here. Yeah, right. Um, 
So they're well, they're they're uh, stalwarts of yes. the British television world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love the show. I feel like it's basically it. It just sort of feels like comedy DNA to me, where it's like there's not. It's just like jokes and 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 I don't know. I don't know. I'm not putting it too eloquently, but it, it's just it's like. Those are that's the boiled down things I find right really right. It's definitely more I feel like not as much uh, like character development as just like let's get as many jokes, visual jokes, like right in, in right. every sense of the word. Or maybe. worrying too much about like the hook is just sort of in how it's presented, but it's not like they have to burn a bunch of time right. on like uh, okay now we're going to introduce our next comedy bit. Now here's the comedy bit, and then you watch a comedy bit. It's right. just. You take the concept, and then it's just everything is is you don't just have there to, to be funny too and much. Jokes. It's just yeah. like hear the rules quickly, just have fun with it. Yeah, it just sort of anything I find funny, like it's boiled down into this show. And I have to say, being a fan of County Bang Bang, that it's similarly like it gets County Bang Bang gets the jokes really quickly, and is you guys can go anywhere as well. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I think you know we're we're. Anyone who watches the show with Bang Bang is always like, that show is really weird, you know? And, uh, um, which is good, but sometimes, you know, it's also, it's, it's kind of, uh, 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 I don't know. There's something with this show where I just feel like it's, it's, I guess it is weird too. I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it's well, one of those things where like you get the reference point so much. I, I guess Bang Bang does that with talk show too. But right, it's also right, the, right. Instantly, the editing is weird. Everything about it's weird. This is sort of edited like those shows. Right, so sort of, it has the feel of, of a very specific type of show. Because you've immediately get brought, get, got into the world. You're like, I know this world. I'm ex- like, I know the rules of it. And it sort of turns it on its ear yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's, I, I feel like I'm splitting hairs. They're both shows that are pretty surreal i guess but there's i don't know there's something about this where it's it's almost uh, yeah who knows i'll <laughs> shut up oh uh, yeah shut shut the fuck up um <laughs> so why did you which episode are we, what's the name of the episode we're watching uh, food food and why did you pick this one in particular that we're about um i just recall it having i haven't watched it in a little bit um i just recall it having a lot of jokes i like well, uh, what do you say? Why don't we check it out? Anything I should look forward to, or that you're that I, if I don't know, I'm gonna my mind's gonna uh, explode while watching. No, I think you're just gonna enjoy it. I'm just gonna let my mind explode while watching the episode food of Look Around You. Clearly, you can lose a lot of weight with Slimby, but tell us how does it work? Well, Slimby is a double action diet system. The Slimby Shake itself works by loosening all your fat molecules, so it turns your body fat into fluid. Then, when you look at the special picture, it shocks your system so much that it it pushes the fat right out up through the pores of your skin. Which you can then shower off? Yes, or scrape off or wipe down with a towel. Now, Andy, what is it about the special picture that you use that makes it so effective? Well, it's an exceedingly scary picture. They spent months researching images to come up with the one that was the most shocking and terrifying. And what they have come up with is more horrifying than you could ever imagine. Well, we're going to show you the special picture now. And I have to say, we all saw it earlier on, and it is particularly terrifying. So much so that the BBC have only just granted us permission to show it at all. So, if you have any children watching... Please take them out of the room. And if you're of a nervous disposition, 
please look away from your television screens. All right. We just uh, looked around us. That we did. Um, it's hilarious. Yeah. I love that show. It definitely holds up for sure. Um, yeah. I think also watching it, I can more uh, uh, eloquently put what I was unable to earlier yes. regarding Comedy Bang Bang, where I think with Comedy Bang Bang, there is a focus on that of, of I don't like things that are just like the goal is like to just be weird where it's like right, weird sure, for weird sake it is like i think a similar like is this this is existing solely to make a joke or to be right. funny or something i think what i was trying to say to differentiate is that invariably though with bang bang there are things about it that are just weird compared to normal talk shows the set doesn't look like any other talk show reggie's music is not like any other right so there's certain things that are like oh that is weird or different from other shows and with look around you it's all those trappings are basically really committed to like the straight educational program right. look and feel. Whereas I think Bang Bang, even the look and feel is a little like offbeat, you know? Right, so, right, right, uh, right. Uh, um, but uh, uh, all in the name of comedy. <laughs> Whatever we can do to please the comedy gods. No, yes. <laughs> and they are pleased. Oh. So I hear. Um yeah, I can. I, I totally understand that. And yeah, watching this show, and I hadn't seen season two, the tone of it is just so perfect. I mean, yeah. and I, I would urge, I don't often urge listeners to watch, but I feel like this is one that's just like, if you like comedy uh, and like, you know, the the weird, not to take a word that you use to as a negative, but uh, no, more like interesting or absurdist comedy. This yeah. is like totally there and and the jokes just are so fun i mean yeah. it's like it's sort of a like three jokes a minute type yeah and i love how it's it's i mean I, it's it's so smart it's smart you know but it's uh uh like they don't it's not kind of like trying to be too clever about the jokes yeah. it's just they'll you know they want to make a joke that astronauts are taking this certain type of food pill and they'll just sort of throw in that they're taking it on their mission to go blow up Mars or, yes. you know, that they're, it's St. Frankenstein's day and that it's the, 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 the services are in Dracula's cathedral or something. It's yeah. Just they like, have the, the one, jo- I mean, there are just so many great jokes, but one of the shows that before the episode, they show uh, the programming for St. Frankenstein's day, what they can expect. And one of the shows is just watch the dot and it's just a dot on the screen. And they're like this week watching the dot it's, and then they show just two people at one of those sort of like, I don't know, those very, that very like 80 80s interview show. Yeah. Like on that, like just a particular set and them just watching it. <laughs> He's and pointing out where it is as if there's any other point of focus. And <laughs> the jokes are, at it. they are also super smart because I feel like sometimes you're savvy enough to like see where things are going or, but I mean, b- between where there would be commercial breaks, if we weren't watching on DVD, they'd have like these little like sciencey trivia questions about food, be- or not sciencey, but the show focused on food. And one of them was like, "What color is milk? yeah under its surface? What is the color of milk?" And the answer was just black. Yeah, I think that's what I mean. Would have like this show boils down comedy to like just the DNA of of a joke to me. It's like it, it literally is just trivia going to commercial. 
what is the color of milk? And then the answer is the opposite of what the color of milk <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, and like that, just... like, I laughed out loud because it's like, yeah, I knew it was going to be obviously something, but it was literally the opposite of the color. That's just so pure a gym. Yeah, and also, I, just there's something I love of, like, treating silly things with gravitas and uh like honoring them or respecting them like when the guy is so moved that they had such a special guest at the concert right and, right. Like, and he's like very proud to say it was the grandson of sherlock holmes <laughs> yeah, just... yeah yeah they had so the whole thing was food and one of the bits that you're referring to is that there's a guy who they inc- called the inventor of the year invention of the year yeah. and he created a group of vegetables that can simulate an orchestra on a more or less on i mean actually was explained that yeah there's like electrodes into each one and and everything has its own natural frequency and so it just shocks them to alter the frequency to sound like an orchestra is um, theoretically why it works and and they just have really good running bits i'm like the uh the every bit of food that's going to be shown uh in the show will be eaten by this one i forget the character's name yeah something like the human garbage bin or something like that human garbage pail or something and he and he's eating to raise money for the relatives of the The, like the relatives of the victims of the battle of hastings right exactly (laughs) so it's just really deep really like i'd say it's a very writerly show as well not that uh because it's sort of so simple in its uh in how they show it to you you know it's very presentational it has that ability to be really writerly without feeling too like uh smart or you're in that, yeah, like too yeah. clever like as you were saying yeah and and yeah that one was food and all of the episodes have a different theme the first uh uh season is like calcium and and like uh, i don't even remember iron and stuff like that it's it sort of focuses on different elements and i think there's one in season one when i was looking online just called ghosts which i assume is and and it's like it's also brilliant that it just treats i mean it just treats everything so real and i mean i remember watching i feel like this was reminiscent to me maybe just in memory because i haven't watched the show in probably 25 years but like three two one contact Mm -hmm. like that sort of like children you know that like educational programming of the 80s that's just so like looking towards the future but everything feels dated yeah. even then you yeah know? yeah and uh yeah and that's so every one of the second season is like food or music or something and it's always what are the latest innovations and what is the future of food what's the future of music stuff like that um they had one of the bits was um and they and i feel like it's nice too the the format of this is cool too because while i can imagine that Season one, because it's so um, so specific to that sort of a, uh, educational show. With this one, they can do like they had like a fake ad for um, like Slimbies, which is like a slimming, yeah, yeah. slimming down product, and they can sort of even though it's all in the format of the show, they can play around with it a little bit and do sort of whatever they want. Yeah, the Slimbies thing, the picture is. That was pretty much why I picked the episode, because I was like, I think that's my favorite joke from this series, is there's a scary... It's a diet where you drink a shake, and then that liquefies the fat in your body, and then you look at a scary picture, and the fat 
your the, the liquefied fat then like will shoot out your pores because you're shocked by the picture. So it's just setting up that they found the scariest photo of all time. And when you finally see what it is, it just God, it makes me laugh so much. Yeah, it's really funny. And they build it up. It's like it was scientifically decided to do the scariest picture possible based on people's fears. And again, they're all treating it so seriously. And the host is like, now, um, you know, if there are children watching, you might want to ask them <laughs> to leave the room. They spend so much time being like, the BBC just signed off on this. And <laughs> if there's any children, they should leave the room. Or people with nervous disposition should not watch. Like, so much buildup for it. Yeah, not to completely ruin the joke, but then they... Uh, Afterwards, like, all right, you can look, and then it, they just hit it again. They flash really. it over. That, that's such a funny button to be on that, too. I laughed so much at that. Now, this is one of those shows. You, so you watched this in 2006. Yes. So that's back in the, the Tinseltown days, mm. Hollywood Land. Hollywood Land, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you're nostalgic for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So was this, because this is, I feel like in my life like i latch on to shows at different points and they like like in high school it was like mr show i would just got into it and then college sort of like had to watch it over and over and yeah. like show friends you know sort of like introduce people did this come at a time where you're like really into like how into this did you get if you did get that into it i just i mean i just remember watching the dvds that i had of it a lot the DVD R's. Um, That's a uh, ripped DVD. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I think like uh, Paul Rust and I would watch them together and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure how much I went out and showed them to other people. Um, You're spreading the gospel now. I am now. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I do think a few years after that, I think they aired them on Adult Swim. That might be right. I, I feel like uh, some. I don't. I don't remember exactly when, but I remember at a certain point they were on American television. Um, I don't know if it was both seasons or just the ten minute ones or what, but um, uh, uh, it was on TV a little bit after that. So people became somewhat aware of it, but I still feel like a lot of people haven't seen the second season here. Yeah, well, it's not, on, first. <laughs> it's not on DVD. Yeah, I'm sure some some genius has put it up on YouTube. Get on it, BBC America. Do that, and come on, let's get season three of uh, Upright Citizens Brigade out, right? Yeah, yeah. Guys, what's the deal? Comedy Central. And Tequila and Bonetti. Yeah, whatever that is. Short-lived show that I watched when I was a kid about a cop and a talking dog. No, that's not a real show, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. That sounds amazing. It's from, uh, I think the same guy created like Magnum P.I. and stuff. And it was like... What? I I was probably like 11 or 12. The dog talks, but I don't think the detective can hear him. I think it was Sort of in that era era of... um, What was the other one where the dog switched um, bodies with the human being? There was also Beethoven. So probably a lot of... Yeah, exactly. Centered, and so this is like as a cop, and he—I feel like he's maybe like shot a kid or something, and they had to transfer him to another. It's sort of like a dramatic setup for a talking dog show, and so he's like kind of a maverick cop, and they partner him. Maybe no one wants to partner with him. I forget. They partner him with a dog, and the dog. uh, uh, We can hear the dog's thoughts, but I feel like um, as I was just looking stuff up about it, not too long ago i think it was like mariska hargitay was on it whoa yeah um, of uh is she csi or law and order I think law and order svu i think special victims Unit. yeah and so um yeah she uh, uh i don't even really remember i just remember i think it was on like friday nights when i was like a 
11 or 12 and would come home and watch TV just every Friday night and uh, uh, was like, oh, hey, I'll watch a talking dog show after TGIF was done. I would watch that now if that was on as a show. So we're urging Tequila and Panetti? Bonetti. Bonetti um, to come back in some form. Yeah. Um, I, I feel bad that the, there's a motorcycle um, type blow leaf blower outside oh yeah i hope i hope he's just riding around in circles yeah it's just it's sort of he connected a leaf blower to a motorcycle (laughs) um um tequila and panetti we're bringing that back what other i mean so in 2006 when you watched this this was uh i want to get back in your head in that in that era so um what's your world like in 2006 all right well UCB had been open about a year, the UCB in Los Angeles, right. where I was living. And um, prior to that being open, I had been doing sketch comedy stuff around Los Angeles with uh, Paul Rust and Michael Cassidy, um, this guy Chris Stangle, and we all had gone to Iowa together. And then UCB opened. Paul and I really got into it. We were taking classes. Early 2006, our... We get on our first Herald team, our still to this day only improv team. We've really been on last day of school. Um, so I've just gotten on a Herald team. I'm doing Herald night. We're getting audiences of 40, 50 people yes. every Monday night at Herald night at UCB Theater. Um, so you're deep in the comedy. Yeah, I was really, really delving. Paul and I were hosting a weekly show every Friday at midnight called Not Too Shabby that was like an open mic. Which is still comedy. around. Mm-hmm. Still around. Um so we were doing that, and then we also had started to run a two-man show, um, and that sort of led to uh, – and we did that with you know the goal of hopefully showbiz talk here, getting representation. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, amongst other goals. Goal number one, being funny. Comedy gods. Yeah. Please and the so gods. Uh, we were doing our two-man show. It was called Growing Up is Tough, and uh, through that we just started to kind of get some – you know, meetings with agents and managers and stuff. And just, yeah, along the way, the, the guys we originally went with, that didn't really last for too long. Uh, but I did get the look around you DVDs. Out of, that out was of their the, last thing right before they, I assume they died that, that they, not that. Yeah. They, yeah. It, it they were on a blimp. Yeah, <laughs> it exploded. Their last gift to you was the yeah, look around was, you DVDs. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the only thing I got out of them was, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's lasted so. but it's notable probably yeah. more than you know if you had gotten that one uh, you know Bud Light commercial yeah wait that money would be spent in a minute I did in 2006 the one commercial I ever no yeah but really yeah that yeah. was totally that was totally a uh, a shot in the dark because I was in a Bud Light <laughs> oh that's so funny yeah in late 2006 I shot really the only commercial I've ever been in um, I, there was some other thing that was like a non-union thing that I don't think ever even aired. So the one time I truly like auditioned and was cast and in a commercial was a Bud Light commercial that, yeah, I think it was late 2006 that I shot it. It was, yes. And then it was the first commercial that aired during the Super Bowl. What? In early 2007. So I might remember it. You might remember it. It was the Colts Bears Super Bowl. Okay. I think the opening kickoff was returned for a touchdown. So then. I vaguely remember they that. They didn't even go to a commercial yet. They then the so other team. The audience is just building up like, what's the first commercial going to be? Yeah, there's a kickoff. It's a touchdown. They celebrate. They kick off. Team downs it or whatever. Then they go to commercial. Very first commercial is a Bud Light ad. 
called Rock, Paper, Scissors. Okay. And um, me and this other guy, we reach for a Bud Light at the same time. And it's the last Bud Light. And uh, we go Rock, Paper, Scissors for it. And he goes, okay. And then on the count of three, I throw a rock at his head and knock him out. Nice, dude. And I take the, the Bud Light and walk off. And, the rest is history. Yeah, yep. Man. Um, at the end of the commercial, the, here's the fun trivia fact about that commercial. Okay, I'm in. At the end, the guy's lying on the ground still. There's a little like button after the you know product shot Bud Light. And they go back to the guy. He's lying on the ground. And you don't even see a guy's face. You just see a guy a hand come in and go low five because the guy's kind of like lying on the ground with his hand up, and you just hear I go low five and like and, and give him low five, mm-hmm. and you don't even get to see the guy's face. The guy I remember we were sitting in the makeup trailer together, the low five guy, and he and I were both like, "Oh, this is our first commercial." Um, uh, and his name's Eddie Gathigi, and he went on to. He's one of the vampires in Twilight. What? He was one of the X-Men in X-Men First Class. He's the low five guy. And he's the low five guy. You can't if you you can go look at that on on YouTube and see his hand. Oh boy. Um I think he was in some three D horror movie I saw. Um, Probably Final Destination. It wasn't but- I did see Final Destination, but it was maybe like a, a a chainsaw one or something. I forget. Or, or a, my bloody Valentine. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was in 3d. Yeah. It's I think, definitely I think possible. He was in that. Um, but, uh, but yeah. he made it and he made it. He and, made it big. And you don't even remember. And the I never guy. got another commercial <laughs> and you don't even remember the guy that you hit with the run. No, I remember that was Nick Puga. Okay. And, uh, I've seen him pop up in Bud Light ads like to this year. I think they, they like him. Now, did you give up on the commercial, ca- uh, the commercial couch or did, uh, it give up on you? I think it gave up on me at a certain point. I did. By the time I became AD at UCB, I was turning down going out on commercial auditions. Also, mostly I had work, I had to work, but then it had been like over a year since I had commercials. Are, Cassie is also probably the most, crushing and like, yeah there's a lot of like driving like 14 miles in heavy traffic to do something that you hate yourself to for. say like two lines that you're like ah oh, this really yeah. hurts my um being yes through and through so i was uh uh yeah i ultimately gave up on it but even when i got that <laughs> commercial i think what happened was i looked like kind of a good physical match for this guy he was really good at doing this fall he was like really funny at it, Nick. And he's like a short guy with dark hair and a dark complexion. And I am like similar height to him, blonde hair. Um, so I think just on screen, it looked like a good match. And I, this was my years of playing second base and in, in <laughs> playing baseball growing up. I consistently in the callback hit him with the fake rock or, or I, I think I was paired up with him in the callback and consistently hit him. And the director at one point even told me like, we basically cast you because we didn't want to be here all day with some actor who can't like, that's really throw a rock. And I think he even said to me, <laughs> he like, what did Eddie do? would be the other guy or something. Maybe not Eddie, but it was, he wanted someone else or something, but I, was consistently hitting the the. That's really guy. funny too because he was not like kind to me about it. The uh, the day of they're probably shooting in so many different ways that you don't actually need the shot unless they showed in a long shot business term, but 
you know, um, they actually do have it all in like a long take of me throwing it. So but then it's, it mattered. Yeah, it did matter. I guess ultimately, I remember the prop guy handed me the rock. He's like, you know, it's a styrofoam thing, and he's like, these are the same rocks Tom Cruise was throwing in War of the Worlds. Whoa! Yeah. Wow! <laughs> and so I do think the first take after they had just told me you were cast pretty much because of your aim, not because of <laughs> your acting or you're funny or anything like that. You just you can aim it all right. And then on like the first take, I like just threw it off like the middle of his chest. Probably a mix of nervousness right and then knowing the that those were Tom Cruise's rocks that yeah, you're just like. It was a lot of pressure. Uh, and then eventually I got it going and. And you ripped it up. Yeah, but never, never again did I act in a commercial. You must have gotten like 8 billion texts. The, the Yeah, I do the- remember right when it aired during the Super Bowl because I think these days, these years, low these many years later, I, I almost see like a few friends on during the Super Bowl. Yes, absolutely. Every, every year. I think most people around the kind of UCB comedy scene go, oh, uh, those are people I know. Uh, yeah. There's a few people I know in commercials. That at that time anyway, at least within my circle, wasn't quite as common. There were friends who were in commercials, but a Super Bowl commercial I just don't think had been that that line had yet to be crossed. At least within my small circle, of you friends. broke the barrier. So it was kind of a a a, a big deal at that. Yeah, moment, absolutely. You're, yeah, well, I, I feel like also probably at that time because the UCB wasn't as established here right. in New York yeah. uh, in LA. That we're in LA, that um, that it, that um, the number yeah. of people weren't there, the concentration of talent. Yes, I'll say it right here. There's talent at the UCB. Yeah, it had been open a year and a half at that point. It was early 2007 when the Super Bowl was played, so it, it had not been around too long. Um, so you're a pioneer in exactly. In, in yeah. more, I think still also to this day my favorite showbiz accomplishment. Uh, of my parents because their friends could see it. Their friends aren't necessarily tuning in to like comedy bang bang or something. And if they are, they're like, I I don't get this. uh, Yeah. Well, well, I watched it to be nice. I know. It's like (laughs) one of those things where some things you work or that I've worked on where it's like, you don't need to tell people about this one because uh, they're like to your parents. Like, yeah, this one isn't. uh, It it aired, you know, it it came under the Super Bowl and they kept it on. It was on during like final four and stuff. So my mom every week, Oh, someone else saw it, you know, that's uh, that's once you get the parents that there's acceptance there that it's going to be okay. Once there's uh, some acceptance on that level, you've you've made it. Oh yeah. Um, uh, back to um, let's get back in the mind of uh, of look around you. Okay. Um, do you remember any uh, of your favorite um, educational films or movies from uh, your elementary school career? Um. Let's see. That's a good question. Well, I remember I was a pretty, I wasn't necessarily at least through, I wasn't always a good student, but I wasn't in, uh, I didn't misbehave, I guess. I was mm. pretty like, I, I didn't skip classes and I didn't cut school or anything like that. Um, I do remember, I think the one time I ever fell asleep in school was during seventh grade shop class when there was some like video we were watching off of like a you know a projector like a film strip thing that it was just like the lights get turned off we're watching the most boring basically just asking people to fall asleep yeah like woodworking video of all time and it's i is you know it was also probably like a warm fan blowing or something i just remember that was the one time i couldn't really 
keep it together. I think um, my senior yeah. year of high school, did you get in trouble for it? No, I don't think so. Or someone woke me up or something. I just remember having had that experience. My personal claim to fame, which I've probably never said out loud, and it's not even a claim to fame or that notable, but I think my senior year of high school, I might have fallen asleep in every single class, academic class, <laughs> which I think is pretty, that's like the triple crown. Of- my senior year of high school, here's my claim to fame. Uh, so you take some like seven or eight classes, I think let's say seven, four quarters. So it's 28 potential you get four report cards. Right. Uh, and obviously, at the end of the year, you get a, a, a grade for the full class. Right, but right. as it's going, you get uh, four report cards, uh, uh, seven classes, 28 potential grades. I got literally over those, just my senior year, those 28 grades, every single grade possible. Whoa. I got A, B plus B, C plus C, D plus D, and F. Whoa. <laughs> Did you not have A minuses? No, we didn't have a minus system. You didn't have a minus system. No. Wow. Yeah, so that's a harsh system then. Cuz yeah. if you don't if you're not an A, you're a B plus. Right. There's no It was like A was 94 and above and B plus was like 90 to 93. Not really? Yeah. B, that's messed and up. And then B was 84. Wait, where are you from? 89. Uh Fairfax, Virginia. Fairfax that's not High School. Fa- Virginia, man. Come on. Give 90 to 93, that's an A minus. That's not a B plus. Hey. B is me. B's are 80s all the way. Yeah. What was the F? Let's see. If, okay, so C was going to be 74. C plus. I think F was below 60. I th- 60. And I know uh, that was like, I think, physics class, and I think it was something like I didn't turn in a project, like a, 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 something that was due at the end of the quarter, a project, and I didn't even turn it in, so it was such a major part of the grade that I got an F for that quarter, but then I turned it in a week later or something like that, and I'm, you know, I'm sure it was docked for being late, but managed to salvage the grades somewhat and not have an F You didn't for the end year. up with the F for the year. Yeah. Man, an F on the permanent record. Senior year, that's college year. You're, yeah. You're I think at that problem. point I had already gotten oh, into it. Oh, then who gives a crap? Yeah. So that probably was part. I was like, I could just turn this in next week. I'm already in college. That's what we call the senior slump. Oh, yeah. Senioritis. We, well, we had, my high school had a genius thing to correct for senioritis, which is you'd have a project I think I forget. Is it their quarters in high school, right? Yeah, my high school. Yeah. Quarter, yeah, one of the last quarters it would be instead of classes, you'd have senior options, which would be basically you do sort of either an internship or a sort of independent project. So you wouldn't. It would be something that, in theory, you'd be excited about and you wouldn't want to skip. And I was in. I was an intern in the editing room for Drumline, starring Nick Cannon, <laughs> which was pretty sweet. That's great. So, Where'd you go to high school? I went to high school in New York, in Scarsdale, New York. And uh, if you haven't seen Drumline, first of all, great Nick Cannon. Um, uh, and to connect it to the Bud Weiser commercials, the guy who directed it, I believe his name is Charles Stone III, directed the Was Up commercials. Oh. Which were, I think, maybe his based on his senior film or something in college. So no, no, that's not not trying to brag here, but it's influential, very I, the, influential. I believe the Office UK Gareth quotes was up in it. Yeah, yes, the, the pilot of that, the premiere. Are you a big uh, British television show, uh, British comedy fan? Um, you know, it's, I guess so, but in a way that there are certain things I've come across that I really like, and my education in terms of British humor is far from from 
complete. You're or, not a or, scholar, but you no, appreciate like it. even Monty Python. I'm not. I haven't seen all of Monty Python. Same here. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not the most well versed. I've seen it. I've seen, you know, the the series when it was on Netflix. But even it was like when it was on Netflix streaming before I had really like tried to watch a lot of it and not just like bits and pieces over right. the years. And then and now it's not on there anymore. But um, uh, uh, and then I'd seen like, I've seen a couple of the movies and stuff. But uh, yeah, so it's it's a little bit. All over the place, I guess. Although I will say the other show I was thinking of watching that I'm really into right now is Black Mirror. I don't know Black Mirror. It's uh, um, it's it's a show. I guess I would describe it as satire. Uh, it's an anthology show. Every episode's totally different. Different actors. There's again only six hour long episodes. They're airing it right now on. I think a network that's maybe only on DirecTV called the Audience Network. Okay, or sounds like fake. That. And everyone is kind of a... Um, uh, I guess I wouldn't necessarily call it... It is... It's comedy, but like dark comedy. And, and in some cases, more just drama. Uh, but always... Uh, uh, it's, it's kind of always about... Um, let's see. Like there's one that's... Uh, well, the, the premiere is... is the the sort of a Kate Middleton type has been kidnapped, and then the prime minister. The, the, there's a threat made, and it says if the prime minister doesn't have sex with a pig on live TV what? at 5 p.m., we're going to kill the princess. And so then it just sort of follows all the different. It follows the people watching. It follows the prime minister. It follows like the sort of SWAT team looking for the guy, looking for her. Um, and and it just sort of shows, you know, it's like people how people are polling, what people are saying on Twitter. They're all kind of technology focused. Then another one is like uh, um, about that people have these implants that everything they watch gets recorded constantly. So everything you do and see in your life is recorded. And then it's just sort of exploring what would so happen. So sort of like Twilight Zone style yeah. situations. Yeah. But there's no real like – there's no narrator going, this is what you're going to see or right. anything. That sounds amazing. That it's first awesome. episode sounds like – It's awesome. It's really – I have to watch that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I really consider bringing that one over and say – well, I guess the problem was I wasn't sure – I'll watch it on my own time. You got to watch and, it on your own, and the audience will now they know about it. And yeah, they're... the Black Mirror. So I, I like guess the... I am a bit of a Brit lover, as you say. And you are wearing a chimney sweep outfit. Yeah, so that's sort of I don't know if that's stereotypical or if that's sort of mean but spirited, but also that's known like because of Mary Poppins. Yes, there's yeah. definitely a connection there. And yeah, I'm wearing blur pants and Oasis shoes. Yeah, so. exactly, which are awesome, by the way. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I, it's nice. To, like, I'm also the same way where I enjoy British comedy and I've, you know, like obviously shows like the office and extras and, uh, I'm almost done with peep show, which I love, but I love because I feel like we're removed because we don't see these people on TV every night, you know, like, I'm not even sure who the American actors are that are so notable now on television, but like. I don't know. I'm going to say Jennifer Aniston, but like there are people that you're like obviously recognize from TV, but it's nice when you're watching a British show and you recognize like, uh, like uh, one of the uh, characters from peep show or one of the actresses from peep show is on this. I'm like, Oh yeah, they're all connected. Yeah, it's like yeah. something like nice and reassuring. I feel cool. when there's I see. also like jokes that they make that it, it reminds me of watching Mr. Science theater 3000 where 
there's I don't think anyone's ever watched an episode of that and gotten 100% of the sure, jokes. Right. But sometimes it's just delivered so confidently and you get what they're basically going for that you laugh even if you don't know the reference. Um cuz on this episode of Look Around You at one there one of the shows they're talking about is it's called Imagine That. Right. And it's just watching people imagine something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it goes they're going to try to imagine the two Ronnies having sex with each other. I know okay, so I know that the two Ronnies is were these two guys who did like an annual comedy special, I think, in like the 70s and 80s, and one of them is in Extras. I think one is dead. And then the other one, I want to say Ronnie Corbett is like the guy in Extras who's He's like abusing drugs uh, okay. uh, uh, at like uh, an award show or something like that. All right, right. Um, Vaguely remember. Uh, uh, and he's kind of getting into trouble with with, uh, with with Ricky Gervais. Here's the thing: is I don't know when they say the two Ronnies or when you see that guy doing drugs. I don't know if it's a joke of like this is a guy that we all respect who's right, playing right, right, it right. kind of like satirizing his image or if it's like this is a guy that we think is sort of a buffoon goofing on himself but it's still enjoyable like I, and so i've now seen references to ronnie corbett in multiple things but i don't know any of his actual work or the perception of him so it's like I, yeah it's like one of those things where are you going uh, who, would, who can i even think of is it george went or something where right. it's like everyone loves george went he does great work if you see him on a show and he was playing like a guy who's trying to do drugs and have sex. You go, oh, that guy's he's playing a funny, like, like a fake version, uh, of fake him. version, fake Hollywood version of himself. But if you did that with like Charlie Sheen, you'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, he's kind of in on the joke, but he's kind of not, you know, this is we're this laughing is, at him, yeah. And I truly, with so there's always stuff like that with BBC and even British shows where I just don't know, if and even not knowing the reference because when they said it, it's just a bunch of businessmen thinking about the two Ronnies having sex, is it Ronnie or Rodney? Ronnie. Ronnie. In my mind, it was just, oh, two guys named Ronnie having sex. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but it's also in like in extras, they always mention is the show EastEnders, like yeah. the guy from East. It's the same thing where I know it's a joke and like I get that it's a reference point that I don't, fu- but I don't fully understand it. But I yeah. still like I think they do that in the office it. too. He does like an impression from eastenders right yeah where he's like it's that's like so and so at eastenders and i'm like oh boy i have no idea but don't you like the isn't there something yeah sort that's of great nice about so it? fun. i mean it's it's funny how like you watch it you still get it you know it, it's like you can almost watch like a sign like a movie set in outer space or on another galaxy or planet or something and they'll over explain everything rather than just have how people actually are like reference things without uh, uh, without any like ex- without explaining it because we everyone within that conversation would get the rep right absolutely I mean it's sort of I guess it's like Star Wars like I'm gonna go to Tashi Station to pick up power converters right it's like exactly. it's, it's they don't stop and explain what that is they're just like yeah that's what the reference like a that's place the, and, a, and an item that's <laughs> so, the way to sort of color the world yeah, yeah. Um, I would just recently just thinking about foreign things that are great I just watched this uh, this movie Clown on Netflix I've heard of that I haven't watched it though I recommend it. 100 percent and it's, it's like a swedish or danish or i want to say i think yes yeah, swedish but i f- honestly forget and feel bad but supposedly they're making it's basically about this guy who takes like he has to look out for this kid and he takes him on a canoe trip but it's super like blue like they're really weird blue moments that you couldn't get away with in america but supposedly they're making 
a, a version in America with Danny McBride, who I think is probably the only person that could pull that, like the terribleness of what they yeah. do off. But another foreign recommendation. That's awesome. Yeah, I got to check that out. Um, if you had to create a drinking game for uh, Look Around You for this episode or the series in general, what uh, what would you... What would it be? Let's see. A drinking game for Look Around You. Um, well, I think they only do this once an episode, so it wouldn't work. But they always do... Is this called a portmanteau? I don't know where they do that. Thanks, Andy. Thandy. Oh, yeah. That, that they is do a something that in every episode. That uh, was really fun. I even had to ask because at the end we, we had a little glitch on the DVDR. So we had to watch my computer and I sort of missed the joke and I asked you and I appreciated it. Yeah. Even a- a- afterwards, the just. Because it, it was also thrown in, it was the very last word. So I was like, "Did I mishear that?" Yeah, I'll follow. Th- I follow both those guys on Twitter, and they'll still occasionally do little, little, little thanks, so and so. So we'll drink during th- uh, portmanteaus. Um, let's see, what would be a good? Uh, uh, I like. I would the- say every time serve one of which shoots the look into camera could yes. be a good <laughs> like he's he plays that sort of smug uh uh we're really enjoying this or uh, you know kind of a a thing it's such a funny way where he'll just be listening to someone explain something and kind of look into camera like wasn't that amusing or something and makes me laugh and every what time. would be the I would uh, drink every time too what would be the perfect uh drink to get drunk on for a look around you let's see i've never been to Merry old England or or the UK or uh um or Ireland or, which is nearby and also an English speaking country. Um so I'm trying to think of what a what's a what's a really like britty drink. I, I mean I mean I'd a ha- pint of ale you might say. I'd say a pint of ale would be nice or maybe a sherry is a sherry, sherry yeah. uh British. Uh-huh. I think on that episode they said they were drinking chicken wine at one point. Oh yeah, point. they did say chicken <laughs> wine. I'd uh, say you should drink chicken wine or a pint of ale. Yeah. It'd be nice. And probably you should just have fish and chips. Sure. Because that's, again, the cliched world that we live in. Um, and this dog is going crazy. <laughs> um, well, I thank you for watching uh, Look Around You with me. Is there yep. anything that you'd like to – I give an option to the, the guests. You can do any – all of the above. Okay. Promote something. Okay. Just have a minute with the audience to say or promote anything that's it doesn't just have to be something you're working on, but an idea, okay, a book you're reading, anything, great, great. Um, or you can just say, fuck you, okay. I just created that last option. I'll do the f- I guess promotion wise, I'll say if you the season two of, of comedy bang bang has is done, it's finished airing, but it might still be on in reruns or, or it's on iTunes, so. Check that out. And I've been enjoying it. I also I support it. Thank you. And it's it will be – season three will be coming on uh, later in the spring, late spring, I think. Um, don't know exactly when. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And I bet they'll put up season two on Netflix before they gotta. that happens. They did that with season one. Um, so check that out. And if you live in L.A., Thursdays at 11 at the UCB Theater, my improv group – aforementioned last day of school is performing and still together after all these years still together and uh uh i've mentioned the story elsewhere before but one of the most popular comedy groups on facebook because 
we've been mistaken for the concept of the last day that's of school. amazing and we have millions of likes is that for page. real mm-hmm. that's amazing uh so do people like comment on things because i assume you post stuff and then mm-hmm. everybody sees it in their news feed yeah and people it's i mean some people yeah definitely like comment and, and you know, go oh this isn't a this is a comedy group. Or this so, you know, is a, they get this mad. isn't the concept of the last day of school. This is a comedy group. But some people, I think, are still. They, exp- I don't know. I think people just kind of expect if something has a page, it probably has some sort of agenda to it anyway. So if it's like I'm posting, a, you know, a video or, or a, from Comedy Bang Bang or something like that, or Heather Campbell, who's in my group, writes a lot of stuff for ADHD, so she'll post like you know, short videos from that. People mostly just kind of, I think, see it and accept it. And a lot of times the comments are, okay, sure, yeah, whatever this last day of school thing is, is pushing this at us. So, You guys lucked out with that name. Some people try for years to perfect the the clickbait, as we call it sometimes. And you guys accidentally fell into it yeah yeah named pre-facebook even so um for the for comedy bang bang fans anything that they can particularly look forward to when season three comes out i know you're in the midst of it in the midst of writing it now um so hey i think it's turning out pretty funny yeah we'll see and if you're gonna watch an episode yes one episode of comedy bang bang to watch and you also like me i would say watch the clark gregg episode the, he's the main guest, so his name's in the title of the episode, and I'm sort of the the, the second guest on that, doing a character. Uh, remind me, I saw it, so remind me the character. I'm a lawyer who is advocating that there should be a day when oh um, yes, yep, yeah, bad little boys are are not allowed to be spanked. And if I my memory serves me correctly, you have a duet. I have a bit of a, a duet. I break out into song with with. Uh, uh, well, I'll just spill the beans because yeah, let's get people great. watching yeah. with uh, Andrew Rannells of, of Book of Mormon and Girls, Girls fame. fame. And, he's um, great. He's amazing and uh, uh, was hilarious. And, and so we sing a bit of a, a duet about if you should spank bad little boys or not. And um, and you – wait, you're against the – you're against bad little boys spanking. I'm – no, I'm advocating – You're against I'm, the day, I'm, but – no, I'm for the day. I'm f- I'm I'm representing bad little boys. Right, right, right. And I say there should be one day a year where they are not allowed to be spanked. They 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 get immunity. They should get a day off. And I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I hey, support thanks. that. Um, well, thank you so much, Neil, for joining me, and thank you for looking around me or looking around us. Yes, thank you for looking through me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking through you right now. Beatles. Thank you. I'd like to thank my guest, Neil Campbell, for dropping by, talking about Look Around You, British TV, all that good stuff. Again, next week is the 100th episode of It's That Episode, so stay tuned. There's going to be some news. There's going to be some changes. It's going to be pretty big. I mean, I'd listen to it if I were you. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, to the podcast of your fan follow it's that episode on uh, twitter at it's that episode and uh tell your friend about it and tell your friend uh, how your day was just give a call to a friend that you haven't talked to in a while uh thanks so much for listening i'll see you next week at the 100th episode of it's that episode have a great night and an early manana say it with me guys adios amigos (laughs) 